0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. We are thrilled to join you on 610 ESPN, ready to help you move into the weekend talking about all the news in the world of sports. Jeff, fun to be back in studio with you again this week. Eagles on a bye week. We got plenty to talk about, though, don't we? We do. We have a couple things to talk Wait, about. Did, did you say I got
1: I got an idea for what we should Go start, ahead. The start the off with. complaining. <laughs> Start off complaining. So, as you know, and we can talk about it a little later, I'm I'm sleeping out for the Covenant House again. Oh, see, I would have been serious. I thought you were starting with something else. No, no, We'll we'll talk about it later, but, you know, I'm going to do that like last year. I did it on the coldest day of the year. You're in studio right now with a ski hat on.
0: What's your point? Does it make me look stupid? That's really my only question. Life makes me look stupid. I get it. I get it. I understand. (laughs) No, in in seriousness, I do want to talk about it. You look very handsome in that hat. You did this last year. It's an Eagles hat. You did this last year, and it it came about through some of the conversations we were having with athletes about the platform that they can use to raise awareness. Mm -hmm. And you slept out last year to raise awareness for homelessness. We did a show about it. We're going to talk more about it next week. But you're going to be sleeping out again uh, coming up. It's going to be brutally cold that week. But those are the conditions that Are you sure? Probably. It's winter. Oh. (laughs) Those are the conditions that people face every night out on the streets. Talk a little bit about what it was like and let them know where they can support your efforts and support Covenant House at the same time. So uh, last year, it happened to be, I think, the
1: coldest day of the year. It was snowing. It was sleeting the whole bit. And I remember people asking me, are you really going to go through with this or are they canceling it or postponing it till another night? And my response to everybody was, well, wait a second. The idea is that this is about youth homelessness. They don't get to go inside because the weather is bad. Uh, it, it so we did it, um, and to the credit of the Sixers organization and other or the NFL alumni organization who we paired up with, um, they raised a lot of money. And to me, more important, and it, it was an experience because when I got up in the morning and I didn't sleep, obviously, but. Your Um, shoes split overnight, you slept in a cardboard box. Uh, Well, there was a wet cardboard box uh, soaked around me, but it's a little cardboard box. It only covers like your shoulders. I mean, it doesn't do anything, especially when it's cold and windy and wet. Uh, But I got to meet some of the kids, some of the success stories and some of the kids that just got there. And nothing in my life has ever struck me more than one of the kids having the chance to ask us questions. And this, this particular event is called the Executive Edition. So these are CEOs of corporations and, and business leaders. And the kid said, I am confused as to why you're doing this for, for me. You don't know me. You can go home to your houses. And what struck me about that was it was just a kid who didn't understand why anybody would do something kind for him. And, you know, our kids have the luxury of growing up with caring parents in nice neighborhoods and stuff. And all you have to do is give these kids a chance. It's really that simple. So for, for us, for, for my page, and it goes, it goes to the same thing, you can either go to the Covenant House and look for my page, Jeff Cohen, The Heart of Sports, or we'll tweet it out from our account and we'll put it up on our page, The Heart of Sports. And people can just click on that link. If you do it this weekend, there's actually a match
0: so please go to it and do it this weekend because it can help even more. And we'll talk more about it on next week's show, but it's it's an exa- excellent example of the ability to help people in a community when people around sports use the platforms that they have. And so good on you for sleeping out again. Um, don't be jealous of my hat, but it's okay. Can I borrow it? Sure. All right, thank you. You can borrow it. All right. I might stretch it out with my big head. Yeah, that would probably happen. Take pictures. (laughs) Were you able to stay awake uh, last night? We'll move to something less uh, important to talk about. Were you able to stay awake for the Thursday Night Football game, your favorite game of the week last night? I might have been able to stay awake. I wasn't watching the Thursday
1: Night Football game. And as a kid, I watched the Chargers a lot. I love but, the powder blue uniforms they wear. You know what I do too, but I actually love those electric blue uniforms they had during the Dan Fouts era even better. Those are nice too.
0: I just yeah. I love those powder. But here
1: but here's the deal. I mean, look, every time you've brought up the t- Chargers on the show, I call them the San Diego Chargers because that's what they belong. But I really Somebody call in and explain to me what the Chargers and the league
0: was doing. Want to call in? 888-728-9941. Call in and explain something to Jeff. He needs help. Go ahead. Well, think about
1: <laughs> this. So, so first of all, the Chargers are in a city that they're generally supported, but Jack Murphy Stadium. See how old I am? Jack, Jack Murphy Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> Date yourself Qualcrom a little bit. Stadium or whatever it was when they left. It was not a great stadium. The owner was reviled in the city, which is why they couldn't get a new stadium. But they decide that they're going to pick up and they're going to move two and a half hours up the road to a stadium they're not going to be the primary team. Ask the Jets how that works out for them. And they're basically going to be a tenant, and they're going to pay $650 million for the generous right to move there.
0: To tarp off their seats.
1: Well, in the meantime, they've been playing in a soccer stadium that holds 30,000 people of which if you watch any home game they've had... (laughs) They don't have fans. They have
0: no fans. Didn't they play the Green Bay song in San Diego or something like that? (laughs) Yeah, and the players got
1: so mad they wanted the guy fired. And when Pittsburgh was there, it was all black and yellow. So you can say those powder blues are really sweet. There's nobody wearing them there. And when the Raiders come to town, there are still more L.A. Raiders fans than there will ever be L.A. Chargers fans. So now in L.A., you have the Rams that are probably the top dog. The Raiders, I will tell you, are the second most popular team in Los Angeles, not the Chargers, and will continue to be that because now the Raiders will actually be closer to Los Angeles than they were when they were in Oakland. You know, all I did was ask you if you watched the game last night, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> a- I, I just, I, I generally, and I, I reserve this word, not I, the owner, the He's Spanos so family is, is just stupid because they paid $650 million, to create a failure of an
0: organization. And now there are rumors that they may relocate to London. To the point where the owner actually came down and met with the players this week to say, those are rumors and they're not happening. They're
1: well, not true. well when, when they were considering moving to L.A., Philip Rivers was upset about that because he has about 65, 70 kids. Look, Philip Rivers so, should be more
0: upset the way he played last night. Well, he was my starting quarterback well, that, in fantasy. The only, and the only reason me. you're bringing <laughs> that up is because he's your fantasy quarterback. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, he did have a brutal game last night. He's had a brutal season. Yeah, he. Somebody it's asked really... me today if uh, they were watching the replays. I was over at NFL Films earlier, and they had mm-hmm. uh, Good Morning QB they on. burn those uh, replays on on TV. And they were asking if he had a different arm angle this year, if his arm was no. Hurt. He, he's always had that. He he has never had a traditional throw. It's always been
1: that kind of shot putting throw that he's had. But he's always been very accurate with it. But he's an older quarterback. And the Chargers really haven't dealt with what the future is going to bring with that co- with the quarterback position. So they're they on top of everything
0: else. They stink.
1: <laughs> so nobody's you going are there. Just
0: unhappy right now.
1: I I just find the whole thing baffling. Should I, d- I move th- off of it so that we can get to happier things for you? Sure, go ahead. As long as it doesn't involve playing baby shark.
0: Well, that okay. That makes it difficult. Was it? Be, for me. Was
1: it? It doesn't it add insult to injury that. That you have to listen to that nonsense on top of the Nationals winning the World Series. I don't want to start with
0: that because I had a really good time at the Flyers game last night. They just happened to play Baby Shark for a kid's skit at one point And I had PTSD of the World <laughs> Series with the Nationals. So I'm fast.
1: calling out to Gritty. To he's spectacular. To end thing, the bra- baby shark in in the most colossal way that he can come up with. He's bring so it to the
0: rage room. Entertaining during the Wouldn't game. Wouldn't that be perfect? Bring it to the rage room. Bring it, it to the, the rage it. room. Uh, the Flyers played well last night. They they made things interesting. How recently. would you know? How would anybody know? Well, okay. I want to be positive. You first. were there. I was. Yes. And I want to be positive. So we tell can get us. Into- so tell us what you saw. The team played well. Carter right. Hart played very well. Gave up two goals. Carey Price. It should have been five to two instead of three to two in overtime. At mm-hmm. least the way that Carey Price played, he had some spectacular saves. Still kept Montreal goal. in yeah. the game. Had forty saves in the first two periods. I kept turning to my wife and saying, "This isn't the amount of shots that teams normally get. The Flyers <laughs> had like twenty-four <laughs> shots in the first period, right. sixteen in the second, and it was still you know two to one at that point." I uh, was tied 2-2 going into overtime, and they ended up winning it uh, 3-2 on a Couturier, Couturier goal 55 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, So how many people were there at the beginning, and how many people were there at the end? That was one of the disappointing things and surprising for me. I remember when the Flyers were a really hot ticket, and there were a lot of seats. Uh, I, I didn't expect to see that many seats there, and I watched the games on TV. I guess I just didn't pay that close attention to... How many people were in the stands? But there well, they were don't, some, They don't
1: usually show that on TV.
0: There were some some patches, and and look, this team. First of all, they have a new coaching staff, so they have to adjust to it. But they've played well, and they've got some fun young players. Right. So I would hope that people buy into it. If you've been a hockey fan in the past, I hope you give them a chance. If you're not a hockey fan, you know, give it a watch. They're they're playing a different style of hockey here in the city, but it was kind of not full last well, night. Well here,
1: here's the problem as far as winter sports go you, you, you always had the Flyers basically playing third fiddle to the Eagles in the, in the first half of the year and the Sixers overlapping all season and now you have the Sixers who until a couple days ago were the, they were the last undefeated team left in the NBA. You have the Eagles who are coming off two years ago a Super Bowl and still have a chance to make the playoff despite people thinking the sky is falling and then you have the Flyers, who have been mired in mediocrity, not for
0: years, but
1: decades. Look,
0: I'll give you, the Flyers are 8-5-2. That's their mer- most wins through 15 games of a season since 2011-2012. Which is kind of sad, because it's it's you're only three games away from being a 500 team again. It's It goes to show you some of the struggles that this team has had in the past few years. Now, again, you look at it, and... Carter Hart has struggled some, but in the last three games, he's mm. 3-0 and with 78 saves on 84 shots. Mm. Can so, we play
1: back the tape from last week when you asked me? Are you worried about Carter Hart? Oh, yeah. And he said no.
0: No. That's okay. Yeah. Calm, Jeff is good. Well, no, he's, he's, he's a
1: young goal. He's still young. He's 21 years old, and, and he's got immense talent, and he's going to go through these patches. He had, he, as you said, he just had three great games. 's got to go through bad patches again that's just the nature of learning the sport so but he's he's the future and if they can build around a goalie like this you got to see Carrie Price Montreal Canadians have built around Carry
0: Price for how long now and look that's Carter Hart's mentor it was big yeah. for him to get a win over him mm-hmm. those are the things you want to see from your young goaltender um, they made some more roster moves. Should I just Sam go to you to S- say well, their names of the players? No, well, you
1: get to say the other one. I'm just going to say Sam Marin is snake bitten again, suffering an ACL injury, which is apparently the end of his season. He's he's a such a promising prospect, and he he just reminds you of kind of like Chris Pronger, his body type, the way he plays the game, but he just hasn't been able to stay healthy to date. But he's done for the rest of the season, it appears.
0: Mikhail Voroviev is uh, Good job. sent back down to Lehigh Valley. Andy Andrianov is brought up. I probably screwed up his name. I don't I don't understand that move
1: at all. Andrioff is a 20-year 8-year-old guy who spent a cup of coffee three seasons each of three seasons for the LA Kings, but has basically spent his entire career, you know, kind of wallowing through the minors and kind of popping up and I, so I don't know what the plan is there unless they just think for, for however you say it. Um Unless they
0: think he just needs more seasoning down there. We're going to do a show where you just read Flyers' names. All right. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs) It'd be fun for me and entertaining. Um, Oh, you're doing them, too. What are you kidding? Uh, Look, I can butcher anybody's name. It doesn't have to be a a challenging one. Uh, Give me a simple name, and I'll manage to mess that one up. Simmons. (laughs) Uh, They're going to go on the road. They play uh, Toronto and the Bruins in a tough back-to-back this weekend. Hey, uh you're gonna be uh, how, am i gonna be there so no. where does hockey fall in your ranking of things to watch uh, this weekend the eagles are on a bio on a bye yeah um there's nfl on sunday there's college on saturday where does nhl come in your well, college, football, NBA on, college
1: football will always come first to me okay but m- my boys are off this weekend yeah, you so. drove to maryland last week to watch I the did. michigan game uh-huh how was that well, just like I say, there's no, there's, there's no Chargers fans in 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 L. I. There's no fans. There are fans no anywhere. Maryland. It is real. The student section, and I went two years ago when it was there. The student section clears out by you halftime. You just enjoy
0: trashing other schools' fan bases. No, I
1: I think it. Well, no, they trash this fan bases. It's funny because we were we drove there with a couple Maryland grads and then tailgated. The tailgating is great there, but they get to the game and they say, "Watch, the students will be gone by halftime." And by the time we actually got through the gates, it was fourteen nothing Michigan. So they were already yeah, on their way you out. You were
0: up big early, yeah. Rutgers, but that doesn't mean anything. Rutgers, Michigan
1: still is not good. Rutgers got
0: beat again. It's not. They pretty, did. Yeah, it's not good.
1: So how are you feeling about Greg Ciano supposedly uh, imminently meeting with Rutgers? Is that is that what Rutgers alum want? Or is that what Rutgers alum think is All is the, the is the okay, less
0: Rutgers, of many evil? Rutgers alum just want to have a team win. For okay, once. yeah. Well, and the only that's time obvious, but they've th- ever had a team win in their recent memories with Greg. Your Sciano. recent memory. So well, in any but right. in any Rutgers fans recent. Well, no, memory. they were they they played the original college football. At the, football the time, game. it it almost came at the expense of some of the other sports at the school. There was such a focus on football. Mm-hmm. There's actually a little excitement around the basketball team this season. So I think that there's some there. concern with people that are there yeah. about, you know, what the balance would be between sports. The question is, if it's not Shiano, who wants to go to Rutgers? There are a lot of, you know, I get you're at a Big Ten, I get you're in a big market, I get it's New Jersey. But you're a program that perennially has you're had challenges. in the New York I understand that. Mm-hmm. But you have regularly had challenges. And when you've had those challenges, you haven't really come through it. So I don't know who else So the question is, does Shiano want that job? I mean, Shiano's had a chance for NFL jobs, but he didn't want that. Apparently, he backed out. So the question is, why? I couldn't tell you why. You think he was
1: holding out for Rutgers all this time?
0: Hey, you don't think people pine for Rutgers?
1: You just gave a whole speech about why nobody would want to coach Rutgers.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I do it before we're going to bring All a right, guest on, so, well, so I can well, leave it there. Okay, and so let's, let's
1: leave Rutgers for now, because I think we have a, a great guest on now.
0: So we are uh, joined by Marielle Shayok from the Delaware Bluecoats. How are you doing today?
2: Doing great. How are you?
0: Fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh, how exciting is this time? You guys had media day the other day, getting ready to start the season. What's this like for you?
2: Um, definitely excited. Excited to play again. Um, I mean, it's my first year, and I'm obviously a rookie, so going to be just looking forward to just being back on the court and playing as much games as possible.
1: So, Mario, how exciting has this experience been for you? Uh, I was. I was at your your first preseason game at Wells Fargo Center, sitting actually right by some Shaiak relatives who were very excited <laughs> to see you when you got in the game. What what is the experience? I know you have a background of your father played, your sisters played, your brothers played. So it it's become a kind of a family profession or a family sport. So what's it been like for the whole Shaiak family, and then what's it been like for
2: you? I mean, it's been great. Uh- this is obviously a dream for the for whole families. So really just trying to take it to the other side, take it all in and should race the journey. You
0: you were drafted fifty fourth by the Sixers. Where were you and, and who were you with when that happened? What was like what was that like for you to, to hear your
2: name called? Um, yeah, I was back home in Canada with my family and friends. Um we really just kinda got together with my family and they really just watched the draft together very exciting moment and then I took on my name calls. you obviously a great son of
0: For people who haven't seen you play yet, how would you describe your game for them of what they can expect from you as a player?
2: Um, I, I, I would describe my game as uh, someone who's on attack mode on both ends. I think I can shoot the ball really well, score different levels, and uh, I got pretty solid length, so... Um, just a pretty solid defender, working on being a even better defender.
1: So you said that you were in Canada when you found out. So I know you've grown up in Canada, but you played your high school ball in New Jersey. How'd that work? Yes. Yeah.
2: So uh, I went to prep school in Jersey, uh, Blair Academy, um, like not too far from Philly, actually. So kind of great to be expanding fans, but yeah, I spent my junior and senior year there
0: what was it like to, uh, you bounced around a little bit in college, lots of different places, um, Iowa State, you got a lot of recognition there, played it at UVA. What was it like to, to go around and experience the different programs there and be able to learn from the different coaches that helped to prepare you for this next step?
2: And it was great. Uh, starting at Virginia, I got to learn under Coach Bennett. Obviously he's a great coach and um, very defensive mind. I got to see basketball from that hashtag and then I got to Iowa State. It was like uh, a great experience of to learn from Coach Trump, especially offensively the way he put me in great spots to uh, succeed. So it was, it was great college career for me. All right. Well,
1: tomorrow you're going to be playing in the 76ers Fieldhouse. What what have you seen from that facility, and, and what do you expect for tomorrow night's sold out game? A
0: sold out game.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. I'm hearing a lot about atmosphere about. Obviously, got to know uh, a little bit about Sixers fans. So, if it's anything like that, I definitely think it's going to be uh, quite a game. All
1: right. So, what have you been told about Sixers
2: fans? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, i got to see that they're, they're pretty passionate uh, during the games. And, obviously, they have a reputation of being very um, like involved with the team. So, it's just a great trip.
0: Yeah, we get we get feel, into the game. We, we definitely enjoy it a little bit. You uh you had the chance to play with Coach Johnson in Vegas um, when you were out in the summer league. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like to play out in the summer league, and then what it was like to get the opportunity to work with with Coach Johnson before you came here?
2: Um, uh, I mean, summer league was great. Um, playing with guys like Shake and, and Batiste. Um, going one of my first summer league. Really didn't know what to expect, but I think it was uh, successful overall. But Now that I'm here with Connor again, um, kind of looking for me to be one of the leads on screen. Definitely excited for that uh, uh, opportunity. So
1: you had the chance to play with Connor Johnson, Jason, and I tried out for the the (laughs) Bluecoats. Not not well. Not well. We got yelled at a lot by Connor Johnson. So tell us what uh, day to day is is he uh, is he a a soft touch or is is he a tough? They know what
0: they're doing
2: out there, Jeff. Uh, Connor Connor's a great coach. Passionate, obviously. Um, expects us to work hard and do our also. He shows up every day. Of
0: the- so basically, he called in a couple of weeks ago after our tryout. He never said we didn't make the team, but he, pr- he also he pretty didn't much say, said I got cut. He didn't say that yeah. we did make the team. So Jeff is still holding out hope that a key card will work sometime to come join you all yeah. on the court.
1: Yeah, so if you see a 50 year old 64 guy walk into the gym with a, with a jersey on <laughs> I may be passing the ball to you so you might even get rid of it quickly
0: <laughs> <laughs> um what's it like you know you've they've been they've done a ton of stuff around Delaware this week they they had the week proclaimed for the blue coats they've done a lot of PR um is this a little different for you with all the media you're doing or, or has college kind of prepared you for that with some of the experience and exposure you had
2: right I mean I they have I- I played at two high major colleges, so I'm kind of used to this type of position. Yeah, I feel feel good. Gotcha.
1: you still there? Yep.
2: Yeah. Oh. Did you hear me? Yes.
1: So now you've had the chance to to kind of at least practice down there. Um, you you're playing with Norvell Norvell Pell, who is the other two way player um, for the Bluecoats and the Sixers. Who have you kind of gravitated to for advice on how to handle what's about to come to you? Because you're you're going to be spending a lot of time in different places. You, you, basically, if, if I were you, I'd I'd get your frequent flyer or your frequent train card going because you're going to be spending a lot of time going back and forth between Delaware and the Sixers.
2: Right. Um, I mean, Shake was obviously before, so uh, whenever I do have a question, never hesitate to ask them.
0: Well, we uh, we wish you the best of luck starting the season tomorrow night. Look forward to catching you down there and encourage everybody to head out to the Fieldhouse and catch some of your games. Uh, thank you so much for giving some time.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks so much. Jeff, it's a fun experience at the Fieldhouse. We were down there a lot last year. We'll get... It's
2: a
1: loud experience down there. That has got to be one of the loudest buildings in professional sports. You've Just... gone to a lot of buildings, too.
0: Yeah. You don't say that lightly, do you? No,
1: and I as as you know, I bring earplugs. Yes, you do. You do.
0: See, I wasn't even going to bring that up. Yeah, you were. Uh, no,
1: I was going to let yeah, that pass. Yeah, you were.
0: Actually, I forgot about it. But thanks for reminding me. I appreciate that. But
1: I mean, as far as a fan experience goes, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a be- better fan experience for professional sport. You get to see, I mean, having covered the blue coats, we get to see who's down there all the time. And last, a majority of the guys that are on the Sixers this year spent time down there. This is The G League is for real now. I mean, the G League is the, the place to go unless you're a, you know, a high first-round pick. That's the way you're going to make your way up. So if you want to see these guys early, we talk about this with minor league baseball as well, it's a chance to see them and to see them in an intimate setting. It, it's a place that only holds a couple thousand people. You're close to the court. It's loud as can be. It, they, it, there's never a quiet moment there. I mean, it, there's always something going on. You got Cody doing his little dunks. Uh, he's their, their mascot. You and, and your favorite horse, Jeff. That's right. Um, there, there's just so much going on. But more importantly, you just get to see them, watch them grow. I mean, how great was it to
0: watch Shake Milton play there last year and to see so Johnny Shake the is fun. Norvell is fun to me because we talked to him early on and to see him end up with the two-way contract yeah. and, and get the time that he's getting in the NBA. Uh, I I just remember with, when we interviewed him and you asked him who gets the emergency row for extra leg room. Yeah. And that was never a question as uh, somebody who is not quite tall that I ever <laughs> thought of asking somebody. And it, you taught me something new that day when we talked to him. And we learned that he gets it. He, we did yeah. learn that as the OG yeah. on, the, on the team a- at the although, time.
1: Although I have to say of, of all the questions we've ever asked, probably the the same question asked to Justin Patton was better because when we asked Justin later in the season, uh, Justin was a first-round He, round he pick. said he flies first class, right? He, he, <laughs> he, he, I asked him who gets the first, and he said, Norvell still gets it because I fly first class. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh, it's definitely for you know if there's if you're young fans the the game runs quickly yeah I mean you, um, you they literally start, could be right under the basket yeah they start early uh-huh. so it's not a late night if you want to bring your well kids that's not there. good that's not just good for young fans that's good for us old fans too
1: <laughs> I didn't say, we got we got to be in bed by a I certain didn't say time. who it was
0: good for I just right. said it was good uh-huh. um, they're gonna have a lot of weekend home games this year and it'll be well, spread well, out because on. last year not
1: only not only do they have a lot of weekend home games they actually
0: have home home games because well, last, last year th- they didn't play at home the until- season was condensed because the field house was still under construction right. and so they started the season as road warriors and finally got home around january this will be the first year that they can really start in their home mm-hmm. that is their own home not somebody else's campus at delaware not a temporary spot while they're on the construction not on the road they will start their season at home which has to be an advantage for a team that definitely struggles a little bit with a rough start on the road last year.
1: Yeah, and and, and quite frankly, if uh, I'm not looking to sell tickets for them, but if you're going to go down there, you should get tickets early because I'm guessing a lot of these games are going to be sold out. And I'm guessing with Mariel that he's going to be spending a lot of time with the Sixers because, as far as I can see, with the Sixers, he's
0: probably the best three point shooter they have. I will leave you with this while we head to break, and we'll come back and talk Sixers. Uh huh. Who is the top three-point shooter right now. And you told me beforehand. Do you, you want 60. me to answer the question? No. We'll talk oh, about okay. it when we come back all from a right. break. Sports lets people live their dreams, overcome obstacles, and achieve goals. But what's your unimaginable? Do you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself? To push your limits? The A Fatty Clothing brand believes we're all capable of going far beyond we previously imagined. To overcome your obstacles and achieve your goals. Life gives you the chance to push harder dream bigger, and to do whatever it takes to conquer the unimaginable, and to do it with A Fatty Anya, the original street leisure clothing brand. Taking you into the weekend with the latest news in the world of sports, with the biggest names on and off the field. It's the hardest sports each and every Friday at 4 p.m. on 610 ESPN. With former players, reporters, and commentators like Adam Schefter, John Runyon, Keith Jones, Trey Thomas, and Doug Glanville, Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen cover the agony and ecstasy of fandom while weaving in conversations about the impact of sports on society. That's The Heart of Sports, Fridays at 4 p.m.
2: This is Dan Baker, public address voice of the Philadelphia Phillies, and you're listening to The Heart of Sports with Jeff Cohen and Jason Springer.
0: Welcome back to The hardest Sports with Jason Springer and Jeff Cohen. What do you want to say, Jeff? So so
1: first of all, hearing Dan Baker's voice Always as it gets
0: colder... Makes you smile and feel warm.
1: Makes me think spring training can't come soon enough. But as I think about like the Dan Bakers, we often talk about the voices. Um, you were at the Flyers game yesterday. We talked about
0: it earlier. Yeah, it was weird hearing Lou Nolan after having had him on the show. Well,
1: well, well but not just Lou Nolan, but also the people who do the national anthem. Like, we're lucky... How, how great was it to get to the game? That was your first Flyers game of the year, right? Of the year. And
0: actually, this was my first time seeing them play a Canadian team. All right. So mm-hmm. it was the first time I've heard her sing, Lauren Hart sing "Oh Canada yeah. also.
1: So how, how great is that to hear who we've also had on the show? Lauren yeah. Hart do the national anthem. Do, like, doesn't it just get you charged up for the game?
0: Yeah, it, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets you excited for it. And we've been lucky to have voices in this town that are indelible in our minds. Yeah. I mean, even even with the Sixers now, I I can't picture going to a Sixers game without seeing Ron Ron Brooks just belt out the national anthem. Or without hearing Matt Cord as the PA announcer down there now. I mean, Mm -hmm. those kind of things just just kind of get into your head. Although,
1: look, we're going to talk to Matt Cord soon. The whole two minutes thing is... I know it's coming, and it's startling every time. Two minutes. They, they, only it's
0: much, much louder. You can do it. Yeah. You, you don't like that? No, I'm
1: not going to yell into the microphone.
0: Let's talk a little Sixers. They've uh, lost two of their last games after starting 5-0 and on the road in Phoenix and Utah. Both games, uh, they were without on the road. Joel Embiid, uh, they, actually they were without Joel Embiid when they beat Portland mm-hmm. in a crazy game. Did you watch that game? Yes, I did. I know it was late for Those you. I stay up for. It's Saturday night. So Thursday
1: night football, I do not.
0: That was a good, came back from 21 points down in the yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, I was tempted. Out. I was tempted to turn it off. You, it it you thought looked about
1: it? pretty bad going into the last four or five minutes. You had the game. etch again yeah, you just had to stick around look if you're gonna stay up that late you might as well try to get to the
0: end um they could not pull it out in uh, Phoenix the other night that I was surprised at I
1: did not think that Phoenix was as good as at least they appeared especially without having Aiden in the game because he's been suspended so uh, I don't know but I, I don't know what to make of Phoenix I don't know what to make of the sixers losing that game other than the fact that they're on the road for a while and it's got just gotta I mean you hear the Sixers talk about Tobias Harris talks about it a lot. Is the whole idea of, of sleep deprivation uh, in the NBA, and and, and it's got to be wearing on these guys, even though early in the tried season, to, Jeff. it doesn't matter.
0: It's early though.
1: You, you can't. Okay,
0: I want you to to get on a plane. Whatever. After, I'm tired when I drive in here. Well, so okay. Not, I am no example for anything to be used. To compare to sports, but uh, that
1: was the one game I, I was kind of surprised. That was the Phoenix game, even without Embiid. Uh, I th- I thought the Utah game would be more of a problem, and I think tonight's game against Denver could be a lot of a problem,
0: especially since Ben Simmons won't. Let's be talk about the Utah game real fast. Ben Simmons, uh, slight shoulder sprain, basically likely to miss a game. So he basically you- ran into. The guy into his chest on yeah. the on the pick on the roll there.
1: So um, you use the term slight. Well, I mean it's not my injury, so no, it's no, slight. No, but how nice or how much less of a concern is it that the Colangelo regime is not here?
0: Would would the
1: city be react reacting or overreacting right now that Ben Simmons was going to be out for half a season? Oh, I because think people are overreacting. Colangelo didn't tell anybody anything about it. People
0: injuries. are overreacting. Look, it's. It's frustrating to to watch, you know, fans are fans and that's OK. But mm-hmm. the the immediate reaction, taking to social media and calling radio stations and saying, I want Ben Simmons traded because he won't shoot or he got injured. And it's like, come on, they just resigned him. Can we stop? Can we talk about things that are actually going to make this team better and what's going on and how they're playing? He's not the problem. No, he's not the problem. They're five and two. It. They're five and two. They don't have a problem yet. Saying, well, yes, they do. They do have a problem with
1: shooting. Say, saying that Ben does have I what I don't understand is why he said he's going to do this and then he gets into a game and he, he doesn't still won't do shoot. it. He's got to just get over it and shoot. And somebody's got You know what? Joel, you got to walk up to him every once in a while and yell at him just like in the preseason shoot the ball. He he can't just not shoot, and I don't understand why he does
0: not Right now, the leading three point shooter on the team. There we go. The answer from before the break. Al Horford yep. with 4.3 three pointers per game.
1: You see, that doesn't surprise me based That on is this not
0: a winning recipe that Al Horford is your best three point you your shooting your most three point well, shots yeah, in the long run. He's taking the most. He's that, not the best sh- three point shooter. That is not a recipe for success. That's not the best place for him to be. That he's your sharpshooter. See, to me, the problem is
1: is that Tobias Harris should be the best and most prevalent three-point shooter on this team. But Tobias keeps falling into this power-forward role and mentality, and he's very good at that. But I think the Sixers need to say, look, Tobias, you need to sacrifice those boards his for, for are, being
0: out there and shooting in His numbers are markedly different when Embiid plays and when Embiid doesn't. Right. It's a, he, he takes a very backseat role when Embiid's on the court. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how you, you fix that, but you have to get him more involved in the game because you see what he can do when Embiid's not there, and you need to have that player. Yeah, but even with it, when Embiid's that, then he falls into more of the power forward role when Embiid's
1: not even there. He feels that he has to rebound more, and, and I wish he would sacrifice that part of the game, especially when Embiid's there. To say, Embiid, you gotta, Joel, you got to stay under the basket more. Tobias has to be able to pick and roll, and kid, they need to kick it out to somebody. And Tobias has the shot. I mean, before the Sixers traded for him, I believe he was shooting for like 43% when he was with the Clippers. So they have to get him back to doing what he does best. He does a lot of things really good. I mean, he really is a talented, versatile player. But the Sixers need, and every team needs to have roles. And until the Sixers figure out that the role isn't just beating the bejesus out of everybody, because that's what right now, it's just old Pistons bully ball. That may win them a lot of games, but they need somebody that's going to shoot the ball. And, you, and that's why I fall back to seeing, I wouldn't be
0: surprised if you see Shyock up here playing more very soon. You mentioned roles and shooters. Am I wrong about Firk and Because I wanted them to bring him back. Well, it depends but on what, I didn't depends want on what the, your question is. I didn't <laughs> want him to be the first option off the bench. And I still right. don't understand him as Well, he wasn't the first option the first off the, option off the bench. bench. He started. I don't understand that. Okay. But he has played better than I think some thought he would play. So what do the Sixers have with Firk and Korkmaz, And where should he fit into this rotation? Followed by If he's not the first guy off the bench, who should be? Like, what would Jeff's ideal rotation be Okay, which question do you want answered? You asked about 17 of them in there. It's not like it's a guest. You can make a list and go through this. Well,
1: first off, Furcon was expected to do virtually nothing. So saying that he's doing better than you thought he was going to do was we didn't think he was going to play. Did you really think that he was getting into – Meaningful minutes at the beginning of the season. I thought he'd get minutes.
0: Meaningful is meaningful, the word. That, yeah, no. Especially with those yellow that... shoes,
1: by the way. <laughs> uh, but that's a whole different
0: story. Okay, we, we have to. We have, we're going to have to do a fashion you show. Att- I am not a fashion czar. To oh, talk we're about talking about sports that. fashion.
1: <laughs> we'll t- we'll talk about your the powder blues for the Chargers. We got all sorts of stuff. Kelly Green
0: about. for the Eagles. That
1: we'll see. See, I could see you lighting up just talking about I it. I get,
0: I get excited. When yeah, we're you're going to have to have a runway Green. show.
1: Um, but. The, the problem is Furkan shouldn't be the first person off the bench, but it's but Brett Brown seems to be playing situationally. And and because he has fallen very quickly into this Richardson's, the backup point guard, it's changed the whole, I'm guessing, what you expected of the rotation. Yeah, Trey Burke hasn't even made it, the court. Well, that's it. Uh, and Keith wrote a, Keith Pompey wrote a great article about it today. It, it, the, there is no reason that Trey Burke, a healthy Trey Burke, if he's healthy, should not be on the court. He he belongs there. You have now a plethora of point guards. Use the point guards where they are. Let Richardson. Sh- the, here's another guy that should be shooting more three pointers. Richardson, why is he carrying the ball up so much?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what they're doing with the rotation. I mean, Jake what do you think is going to happen out with tonight? A bone bruise. Well, do you tonight think they're going to have? Do you think Neto's going to start? Probably because Simmons isn't there, and right. I don't think they're going to start Burke. Netto seems to be the first point guard option Whoa. that
1: isn't Richardson. So well, so, that was, so that's what I mean by that. So I that. think
0: Richardson's at the two, and I think Netto starts. See, the point. I
1: wonder if that's not what's going to happen. And what's going to happen is Richardson's going to start at point guard again. And, and Richardson needs to be shooting high volume. And he's not shooting high volume when he's deferring his. So a who point do you guard. think
0: is in the rotation if Richardson starts? Does That put Corkmus in the rotation as a shooter. Is that how they if do? If
1: Richardson starts as the point guard, yeah,
0: Korkmaz will start. I don't like that rotation. I don't
1: either. I don't. I'm not. And I'm not telling you that I'm, I'm bashing Corkmus. He's he
0: just shouldn't be of of. of I just this feel like he's a bench. role player, and that's a big role. Yeah, That that's a little more than I thought he would have. Can we talk some general NBA news real fast?
1: Why so fast?
0: Well, because we have. What are you in a
1: hurry? You need to. You going someplace?
0: Yeah, I can only spend so much time with you each week, Jeff. Yeah, but you're
1: <laughs> you're on the clock.
0: You you can't leave early. <laughs> I get in and out. So I'm, I'm, you might I'm you might gone. as well just keep talking. Uh, Steph Curry may be out for the season. Yeah, his ham was a little worse than they thought. If you're tanking time, if you're Golden State, you, you just get put everybody on. Well, IRF not only him, he Draymond here. Green's hurt He too. hurt his finger. So you're now missing three your three stars. Plus, Igadala's right. not there. Plus, right. Sean Livingston's not there. They're and yeah. look, I don't take this as I feel bad for Golden State who has all those yeah, rings. I know to cry their the tears wor- on the wor- our pillow. The world's smallest violins are playing. But has a team gone from so high to so low so fast? No. And if you're the NBA, you're not letting me answer the questions. If you're the NBA, Just how not? crazy are you going <laughs> with Golden State in all these national games now?
1: You're fine with it. Look, people are still going to watch, okay? They don't have to worry about who they put on television. They're still going to watch the games. The fact is, is Golden State has not taken a dive. They've suffered a bunch of injuries all at the same time. Now, the last time that happened...
0: I believe was the
1: San Antonio Spurs. They got to and, Duncan. And then they ended up having Duncan and Robinson. And somebody a whole somebody, bunch of times. I
0: told somebody that earlier. They're going to end up with the first pick, and then all of these guys are going to come back healthy. Yeah, with the I don't pick. think
1: they're going to get the first pick. It, it would take a lot for them to be that bad. But they own their pick, right? Yeah.
0: Because that would suck. They, they, own, they own
1: a protected pick. So, so they'll be fine. Nobody's going to lose anything sleep over it there are plenty of other stars in the nba right now the clippers will fall nicely into the yeah, golden about, about one slot. of those
0: stars let's talk some load management uh are you surprised that the nba find, load is the right word find the clippers for not playing Kawhi in the national game the other night
1: I think it was even dumber that they find the coach for saying that he'll be okay, and considering that contradictory to what the NBA thought was being put out. I thought
0: it was even wor- was even worse that they put out his health information. Uh, well, so did he. They, he couldn't look. Yeah, the Kawhi player, is Kawhi is a famously quiet yeah, person. The who, player and the team had not put out the information about his knee, right? And in the fine letter, the NBA put out what his injury was because they're trying to protect themselves because think about no no, they're trying to protect their tv deals yeah well it's that what is that that's protecting
1: themselves they what they're doing is they said that they were changing the schedule so that there would be less back-to-backs i don't even know if there are any back-to-backs anymore so there's all this and it was supposed to eliminate the need for load management it's not going to this is the way of the nba it sucks it's horrible to have this where i mean as somebody who goes to a lot of sporting events, who often goes to sporting events, especially when my son was younger, because he wants advantage. to not only see his team, he wants to see specific players, the star of the other team. I can't tell many how many times I've gone over the years to Sixers Bucks game, so we could sit there and watch Giannis. It sucks when that these teams come in and you pay and you pay a premium. So there, add that to it. You're not now paying equal prices for every game. You are now paying a premium when the Sixers play the Lakers or the Warriors. You pay more money if the ticket, the base price of the ticket, changes based on the team. So now these guys come in, and what happens? They sit out because it's a road game, and they'd rather not, not, not have their, their own fans miss these players. It doesn't make any sense. Now, on the other hand, did you hear what Michael Jordan said to his players?
0: You get paid
1: to play 82 games. Okay, so uh, I look, I appreciate <laughs> Michael Jordan being as hard a worker as he was. If you are a Charlotte Hornets fan, you have got to be quaking in your boots now that no free agents are going to come there if they know that every team in the NBA is going to live by load management
0: except the Hornets. Yeah, that was uh, would, would you wasn't the best thing to say probably as an no. owner well so. he
1: hasn't as great a player as he as he has been he hasn't he's been,
0: been just as bad an owner there have been a lot of players like that Derek Jeter or uh, uh Derek, Derek Jeter, Jeter is Jeter. bad yeah I mean that's that's happened mm-hmm. in, a, in a couple places
1: well but that happens because pl- players that excel like that I mean Michael Jordan remember he didn't make the team when he was younger he, he fought and scratched and worked really hard and they cannot tolerate people who don't do that who don't work as hard as and, them and that generation is now dealing with a the what they call the millennial generation rightly or wrongly they're saying that these guys aren't working hard they don't do this they don't do that they don't they need all these nights off you, they're going to have to start complaining about it and start something doing something about it but i don't know what the answer is i mean what what is the nba well, going to That's do? what i'm
0: saying do you tell a player who may potentially have some type of health issue That they have to play, and then what's your liability if they hurt themselves? No, no,
1: but forget that. What's going to happen? You go ahead and tell LeBron he's got to play or Kawhi he's got to play. Is he playing?
0: Well, they can't tell their players what to do. No, I'm asking you. No, he's he's going to play. Uh, Okay, and and so then what happens? No, no, I was saying they actually won't be able to. They can tell them the players won't listen to them. Right, exactly. So then what happens? Then the owners get fined because then the
1: NBA is putting pressure on the owners. Well, guess what? Steve bomber has got enough money that whatever interest he earns in a day, he'll pay the fine. If he knows at the end of the season, it means he's going to the finals.
0: Well said. I'm going to leave that there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eagles on a bye week this week. Some news, though. Deshaun Jackson has surgery placed on IR. Did they bring him back too soon? I was going to ask you that exact question. Now, look. Well, good. Now you have to answer he, he probably should have had the surgery all along early on to get it repaired because they said – even if he was coming back, he was going to have to fight through pain. And it sounded like at some point he was going to have to have that repaired. Uh, I can't say whether or not they brought him back too soon. I will say I was surprised they played him before the bye week because you could have gotten him an extra two weeks of rest by not playing him there. Uh, but Abdo-
1: abdominal injuries are tricky, though.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, you can feel better you not and, and, and it's still a compromised muscle which is why
0: I, again i'm surprised they didn't do the surgery surgery earlier on. but you don't know whether or not they made
1: the decision that if he has the surgery he's lost for the season anyway and if he's willing to go fight through it and make the effort then there's no harm in it
0: well the season's saved now right we have jordan matthews
1: life is good <laughs> we're all we're all good how many times are we going to bring him back What is this? Is this his
0: third Third, or fourth stint with the the team? Third stint with the team. Right. Look, I have more faith in him than I do Mac Collins. Why? Why? Because Mac Collins has been on the field and for 125 plays and has 126 penalty yards. So what's the (laughs) what's the plan? So so do you? So do you? Or no, he has he's got 125 yards or something like that and 126 penalty yards. You can't have that. So is the person
1: wearing the Eagles hat indoors right now? um, Are you panicked? about the
0: offense I'm not because I think that if they're smart they're going to go more to the 12 personnel and be a running team given the personnel that they have this team is a too tight end two running back team that should not try to take those deep shots as much anymore and should go more to the play action with the weapons they have they should use Miles Sanders you know flexing him out of the backfield to get him open on the linebacker so I think that if Doug is serious about the fact that they're going to go back and rewatch themselves and look at their tendencies, Doug's going to see that they're getting nothing from their wide receivers on the outside. And even when they get something, so what do you do? it's not you change the offense. To do what? To be a run game, run first offense. You throw <laughs> off of the run. You you don't run. They have always who, who
1: did Doug Peterson learn from?
0: I understand that, but at the same time when Andy Reid got different weapons, he would use them differently. Yeah, He would adjust his offense. But he always threw. I you, don't think you, may,
1: you may use your running backs to I don't dump think the ball they, off I'd, more.
0: Well, again, it's a different type of passing game. Right, You go to more of a screen game, more of a dump pass, more of a running back out of the, out of the backfield, as opposed to trying to send receivers deep. They can't get any separation. What happened to Alshon Jeffrey? He looks disinterested playing. His body language is terrible.
1: Do you think? Do you think that's because he feels that he's not being targeted? I don't know what it is. I really, I honestly. I mean, look in the past. When, I find when there myself big complaints asking, about Carson Wentz. Who was the
0: first person that everybody said it? must they be? They always think it's Alshon. Right. I'm not saying it is or isn't. I'm just saying that if you watch him play, he looks disinterested at times in what is going on in the game, and he's had. Too many drops. This whole team's had too many drops. And, and by the way, that was his reputation before he got here. Was, he doesn't exactly. have drops. Exactly, yeah. And that's a concentration thing at this point because somebody who's always caught the ball well that isn't now, mm-hmm. it's, it's mental as much as it is physical. He's got to get his head more in the game. You can see physically that he just doesn't react well at times now, which surprises me because he, it's not the body language that I saw from him when he was here before, so I'm
1: going to propose something to you.
0: Do you Don't ta- propose to do me; my wife won't like that. Oh, Go Lord ahead, the
1: Lord. Um, do you move one of the the running backs out to wide receivers, who's got some speed, in order to create some momentum down? Well, the field? I
0: would. I would put. I would line Miles Sanders out, and I'd put Jordan Howard in the backfield. I'd put all my weapons that I have on Good the idea. field. Good <laughs> idea. I mean, and that's you know. It, what about Sprawl?s Put him out. Look, yeah. if, I mean, these are little guys, but you, you have to, to put, create some distance. Exactly, you need to create some separation, and and those are the only guys that have the speed and the ability to do it. Matt Collins isn't getting it done. Nelson Aguilar, when he does get open, isn't catching the ball. Mm-hmm. It's just not happening. And I'm reminded that Nels, uh, that uh, that Alshon had the drop last year against the Saints in the playoff <coughs> game. So this isn't just a this year thing.
1: All right. So now now you're. Nine games into the season, we're just past the halfway point, okay? Their record is what now?
0: Their record is five and four.
1: Okay. What do you think they make the playoffs?
0: I think the Dallas Yes or game, no? I think the Dallas game is what it yes comes down to. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. But only because of As their the schedule. Well, look – you they have to get through the next 2 after weeks after they get it's through 15 the 15 and 3 between a, those two Yeah, teams. but they if they lose the next 2 weeks, right. they're 5 and 6. And then they have then garbage. Then they play the Dolphins, garbage. the Giants, garbage. the Redskins, garbage. the Cowboys and, and the Giants. Garbage. So, there's potentially four wins right there. So then you're 9 and 6. Right. The Dallas game will determine who wins the division and who makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's, to me you, you can I'm not saying I want to lose against New England and Seattle but there is a path by which they lose those two games and still win out based on who they have to play. It makes it harder for so them. So are you promising? No, I don't everyone? promise anything. Oh, come on. No, I can mush anything. Don't worry. <laughs> Go back to my gambling <laughs> days. I have a very good ability I know. You to are, mush whatever you, I do. You are a fence center. That is, that is uh-huh. why I don't do it anymore. Uh,
1: hey, so before we, so, so are we done with this? With the Eagles, yeah. We're All right. Done. So can we, can we congratulate Temple football? we can that isn't become bull eligible for the sixth straight season with three different coaches
0: it's pretty impressive
1: it really is um i mean they has it become the 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 breeding ground the step the stepping stone job i hate to say it because i'd love want somebody to stick around and see what can happen but has it become the, you stepping think the coach stone sticks job?
0: around now We've I, had him on. We've talked to him. We may talk to him again. I
1: I, I think he's going to stick around, for at least for another at least season. For another season. Yeah. But you think Manny Diaz wishes he it's he had come here instead of Miami? Tough life in Miami right yeah. now. I don't feel bad for him. Not but, at all. Not but at look, all. But you had looking,
0: nine sacks last night. But look, Je-
1: I mean, Jeff Collins is struggling down in Georgia Tech, but that's because he had nothing to work for. Give him a couple years and see if he can recruit, and I think he will. But before that, look look at what Matt Roll's doing. I and know. Eight no. And, and everybody keeps talking about that. He might be the guy that, that
0: everybody to comes to calling for to the NFL. I think the Falcons are going to come calling his way. Why the Falcons? Because I think that Dan Quinn's gonna be fired, right. right? And I think Arthur Blank will spend money to go to get a hot college coach because he wants to make a splash. Why not to the Cowboys? That's another one. Look exactly
1: it, how many years are they gonna stick with this
0: coach? Look, I'm fine with them, Keeping Jason. I mean, Garrett, yeah, as long it's great, but it's like, I'm keep Dak Prescott, keep Jason Garrett. Uh huh. Get rid of Zeke. I don't really like going against him. Get rid of Mari Cooper, but keep those other guys. So t- I mean Temple. Look, Temple's a couple games back <laughs> on, on their side, so
1: they still have a shot. It's 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 not a great shot, but they have a shot to win that side of the division.
0: But if they don't, they're still going to make a bowl. They are. Um, you know who's not going to make a bowl? Who? Florida Rutgers? State. Well, they're not. Buckers <laughs> <laughs> is never making a bowl. I, I thought you were flogging yourself no, for a second. They there. made they made the bowl yeah. when when Shiana was there last time, uh Florida State. Uh, really? They fired, Wait, really? They fired? That
1: you're really going to say they made a bowl when Shiana How long ago was Shiana there?
0: 2006. Yeah. It's been a long time. You know drive. what year it is? I, I'm well <laughs> believe me. I am well aware of how bad this team You're is. You're harkening back to 13 years I'm ago. I'm the fan that still gets score alerts for Rutgers games. <laughs> do you really? Push alerts from ESPN. So when Michigan do beats us 73 lot? to nothing, <laughs> do you know how many score alerts you have to get to equal seventy-three to nothing, you know what? Especially with our field goals, I
1: actually feel bad for you now because not only do you get score alerts in that game, you get score alerts
0: for me. Yes, <laughs> I get. I am very keenly aware of how bad Rutgers is playing at right. any moment in time. So I didn't mean to sidetrack you but with so Rutgers talk. So let's get State the Florida State. Raised twenty million dollars in private donations to buy out Willie Taggart after two years. You know how you know, that makes me sick. I, I knew it that makes was going to just...
1: sick to my stomach that boosters have this much control. It really does. Look, if the if the team wants to make that, that's fine. This raising money to fire somebody, I knew you is gonna, ridiculous. I knew you were going to not be. I terrible. think bo- I think this whole booster thing goes into the whole thing about playing players too, because there's such a hypocrisy to the NCAA that this kind of nonsense can go on. Did
0: you happen to see who's being mentioned for the next head coach there? Bob Stoops. Deion Sanders. I also heard Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops as well. Why Why are they going to bring Deion Sanders? What, they think he's going to
1: recruit? He's a Florida State guy. Have you heard Deion Sanders Look, on I'm the I'm not air? saying it'd be good. Really? I'm I mean, it'd be entertaining. Deion Sanders is the guy who, at the beginning of this, where was it, last season, who he was talking about one of the safeties that he said— He didn't uh, know his name? Yeah, he didn't know his
0: name, and he was the All-Pro. Eh, he'll, he'll learn his players eventually. Let's talk about some of stuff won't. on the field this week. Some— mm. Not— Okay, not as much as last week where you had all the teams off and you were complaining about it. Park
1: me in front of the TV at three thirty.
0: But this, well, I'd start earlier with the Penn State game. I would watch the Penn State game early.
1: You know, you're right. There's a curiosity to. I just don't buy the Minnesota thing. Look, there. And PJ Fleck annoys me to no end. He has made himself. The whole bringing uh, the slogan, row the boat from his other school, buying it and bringing yeah, it to Minnesota. Yeah, but you got to
0: give him credit. He well, has taken a program. Well, I don't have to give him credit. They gave him a seven-year that extension. was in the wilderness right. and made them. Well, it's Minnesota. Nobody thought <laughs> that, that they would be anything. Right. And they've got an opportunity against Penn State at home it, to really make a statement It for is them.
1: impressive what they've done.
0: I just wonder if it's real. And I guess we'll You're find, find out find out week. on Saturday yeah. because the the college bowl series put Penn State at number four. Mm-hmm. So they have the chance to take out one of the big Did boys. Did you see that happening at the beginning? Of the no, game? not the, at all. Would you have thought that as of the, the first or second? I still thought Clemson was going to get it as of last week. Yeah. But
1: would you have thought that the first or second week of the college football playoff rankings that that the Big Ten was going to have two schools with Ohio State with a brand new coach? And then Penn State. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean the the Big Ten has been very good. It's just not Rutgers and Maryland or Michigan. Michigan, Michigan's still out there. No, they're yeah they're out there. They're they They're number fourteen. Their season is essentially over, no matter what happens. Three thirty, LSU at Alabama. That's the game. When
0: when have you seen a bigger game than that regular season match? How has it been? Matchup of front runners for the Heisman Trophy right now between mm-hmm. Joe Burrows and Tua. As long as Tua's healthy enough to play, this could be his first game off the ankle surgery that he had. Uh, look, there's nothing like SEC football. That is, can you imagine that atmosphere? The president's S- going to be there too. It's going to be a crazy S- atmosphere. The there's going to be long the lines getting into that game with the security there. Yeah. Fo-
1: football in the South, as somebody who's who's gone to see lots of Big Ten games as a Michigan grad and gone to Penn State and plays like that, there is nothing like football in the South. I went to that Clemson game last year at the end of the season, and it's a religion down there. It, it is exponentially crazier when you get to Southern football.
0: Jeff, do you want to make the last thought about the Arena League? <laughs> <laughs> is that the thought that I have to make? Come on.
1: Ron gave it uh, the the old college try, but that league was just faltering and then bringing in another team in Atlantic City, that that was the that was the final nail.
0: Wonder if those players end up going to the XFL now, trying to make
1: it there. They better hope so.
0: Uh, I mean, look, they'll be looking for opportunities. Uh got about 25 seconds are you are, Did you, you already thoughts?
1: buy So what team, since there's no Philadelphia team, what team did you go with with the XFL? For the XFL, I haven't yeah. gotten any gear yet.
0: But I am going to watch the games. I'm interested to see what technology advances they come up with this time because they had the over-the-field shot. I can't wait the to last you come time in with the jersey because I just know you will. You're just going to get mad when I come in yeah. and want to talk XFL. Thanks so much for joining Wrestling. us this week. Make sure to join us next Friday night to help you start your weekend in style. Have a great one. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.